Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of Illumination Partners, and I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Drop-In CEO podcast, where I get to bring insights and inspiration from industry leaders. If you like this program, please subscribe, share with others, rate and review, so we can continue to bring you great programming. And today, it is my pleasure to discuss The CEO's Compass, Getting You Back on Track, my book that's coming out out later in 2021. And this week we are talking about chapter six, the compass point of pride. And let's pause there what I mean by pride and and pride is a personal thing. But when I talk about pride in the context of the CEO's compass, it is the intersection of humanity and intellectual property. Again, just think about that humanity, the person and their intellectual property. So I'm just going to pause there a little bit just to kind of level set, get yourself comfortable to listen to this episode a little bit about the CEO's compass and the journey the book is in with the editor right now. We also have several book designs that I cannot wait to share with you at some point. It is going to be a beautiful book for your shelf, hopefully resident on your desk and as a reference. And also we've started the marketing again, as an entrepreneur, it is an amazing journey, not just trying to build a business, but also a book. And, you know, a recent podcast guest that I had, he's a publisher, David Hancock, he talks about, you know, if you think differently, and you're creating content, or you have ideas of your own, you know, there's no time but the present to simply start writing down your thoughts. You may find that you are an amazing thought leader, and maybe the timing is not ready to write a book, but you can start blogging, you can start testing and sharing that information with others, and be the thought leader or the leader that you want to be of tomorrow. So just think about it, a little bit of a side note there, but let's come back to the CEO's compass, compass point the pride. And if you followed me in chapter five, where I talked about the past, another compass point, I talk about the past being in the context of the culture, taking the time to understand who you are and where you came from, understand what you bring forward, what do you maybe hide from others, and why is that? And then in the context of the people that you lead, have you ever taken the time to truly understand their culture, treasure it, and then understand what we should be bringing forward in order to create the culture of the future of the organization and the team? But pride goes a little bit deeper. It is very similar to the past, the culture, but as I said, it was the intellectual property. What do you really, really bring forward in terms of the talent and knowledge of your people? And there's some amazing stories I want to share with you, but let me just go into it a little bit deeper as I start out the chapter. 
The compass point of pride, it's a special compass point because I don't often see it talked about in the context of team dynamics. And we often talk of it in an emotional standpoint, but it is the unique characteristics of an individual or an organization. It's their intellectual property. It's what those amazing things that they have done or created in their past. And while we do bring together subject matter experts on our team because we know they have depth of knowledge, sometimes we fall short of truly understanding the sum total of their accomplishments when we did bring them together the first time. And I, and I will tell you that sometimes when we don't take the time and maybe they speak up in the past and share their thoughts, they're sometimes shut down. Sometimes over time they build this protective nature. Well, then I'm going to keep this information to myself. And that's cultural and that's also protecting themselves. And that's some of the pride that we as leaders need to understand how to bring that out. So recognizing pride is a business issue. And if we don't take the time to understand it, you have negative outcomes. We will waste time, money, and effort trying to solve problems when we don't realize that the answers may be from within. When we don't take the time, we create a lack of trust with our team members when we don't ask for their input. And then this sometimes manifests itself in getting blindsided because we were sometimes too focused on getting quick results. And if we skip over pride without asking people for what they know or what they think, ultimately, we're going to lose their intellectual property. And that becomes a risk to your business. So a lot of stuff right there. Think about it. You know, many years ago, we used to celebrate craftsmanship and all of those years that it would take to elevate oneself, to develop those skills, to be a craftsman, being an apprentice. And now so often with automation and business just being so fast, we hire talent and we bring them in as if they're a commodity. They're simply a number. And if we lose them, we hire another. But I'll definitely press on this a little bit more if you take some time to look at the talent that you have. And if you see that there is some really, really important intellectual property that is not known by anybody else in the organization, you run the risk of having a major gap in your organization if they leave. So just think about that. Think about your specific situation and what you can do. But I think what's really important is to share a few stories about how this really, really came to light for me. When I was new at a particular flavor operations, one of my uh, first things that I had to do was to start building up standard work or training of our employees, you know, 80% of the people in the organization are our frontline workers that are so close to our customers. And we trust that they're going to follow the standards over and over again to deliver a consistent product that our customers rely upon to support their brand. But sometimes we take it for granted. We think it's always going to be there. And in this particular situation, I had to work side by side by, with the trainer of the person that was making the flavor ingredients for an organization. And oh my, this person changed my perspective on shop floor people. The knowledge that this person had was absolutely amazing. And when I started interviewing them and getting their information so that I could create documentation and videos for training other people, not only did he tell me what he did, but why it was so important that he did with it what he did and how he trained others on the intricacies until they demonstrated an understanding and 
incompetency to repeat it. Oh my, did I start not only realizing the depth of one's knowledge that we built into this person, but also the respect I had for this person. And I learned so much along the way that it really wasn't a commodity with what they did. And yes, we certainly put in automation to error-proof what they do to be consistent, but there is some unique knowledge in there that unless we have wonderful people with pride and that intellectual property passing down that information for generations, if we don't properly capture it, and more importantly, pay due respect to the human for their intellectual property, we're going to lose it and it becomes a risk to your business. And the last thing is when you ask people for what they think or what they know, watch their eyes, watch their smile, and watch their body language. You know it when you see a person who is exuding immense pride for sharing their intellectual property. And if you haven't seen that, it's unfortunate. But if you have seen that in somebody, think about how you felt and how grateful you were for having such a person on your team. Can you elevate that person? Can you celebrate them? How can we capture their knowledge in a way that protects the organization and celebrates the individual? And so that's a wonderful story and a memory that I have, and hopefully that resonated with you. But I also have a story of when I didn't do it very well, and I will say that I'm guilty I was checking the box. I had a process improvement project where I had to bring in something that was outsourced into our manufacturing operations as a cost savings. And in the process, we had to optimize some existing equipment and introduce new equipment in order to get the full volume that we were currently sending outside. And so like a smart engineer that I was, I was getting my Six Sigma lean black belt, proving that I had the ability to lead a cost savings project, we would send the engineers to the production floor to make the minor changes in the automation, and we would record the results. And so I had this well laid out plan, and then we would come back to our next meeting and find that the operators had changed the settings back. And this was a point of frustration until I realized and knocked myself on the side of the head, I had failed at one of the most important things of understanding the knowledge and soliciting the input from the operators on the floor. I had labeled them as simply being difficult, and we must have not communicated with them in the right way. But you know what? Communication is two-way. You can disseminate information, and maybe it's understood but you must also solicit feedback in the process to not only make sure it's understood, but is there any additional feedback information we need to know? And I failed big time. And I will tell you, when I brought the operators into the room, their body language said it all. Their arms were crossed, their faces were stoic, until I started asking more and more questions about what we were trying to do and what did they know and what do they think, and what would help. And after some time, they started opening up. And when we started realizing they had intellectual property that we didn't have, or never asked, then we started developing solutions together. And ultimately, we did regain trust. They became a very vocal partner on the team. And ultimately, we were able to realize the cost savings, but not after I had made a big mistake. I failed the CEO's compass point of pride 
and it wasted time and energy and money. And so I'll never do that again. And while I will tell you that as you are trained in various tools of continuous improvement, they talk about change management, but they really don't give you a lot of tools. They simply talk about communication methods, etc., but never really connecting with the human, their intellectual property, and their pride. So, <laughs> a little bit about me, but let's revert back to you because I think this is important for you to now start thinking about yourself and your own experiences when you were a leader, maybe up and coming in the organization. So ask yourself this, how did you feel when you were told to be heads down to simply get a result and you weren't asked for your feedback and you were simply asked to do a task that was required? Did you feel a little bit, I don't know, put down, not appreciated? Sure, you understood there was an immediate goal at task, but when your ideas, your thoughts aren't um, asked (laughs) or considered in a respectful way, how did you feel? And so now I'm going to ask you, how would you feel if someone had taken the time to knowledge your gifts and your talents and pull them forward? How would that have made you feel? If that did happen, how did it feel? And finally, have you ever asked the people on your team about what they are most proud of in the work they do and their intellectual property that they have shared or maybe haven't shared? And don't beat yourself up if you have never taken the time to ask your people because there is, I don't know, nothing worse than saying, well, that was, I made a mistake. I can't go back. Yes, you can. Because people truly appreciate the humility and said, you know what I was thinking, I may have missed something along the way. And I would love to, I don't know, collect ourselves in a room and start asking people a little bit more deeper. What have you done in the past? Maybe not even with this organization, maybe with other organizations. You never know, you might find there's some talents in there that, you know, you might need to bring forward at some point. So, I want to just shift a little bit, you know, back to chapter five, when I talk about the past, the culture, and marry it together with pride and understanding one's intellectual property. By bringing those two together, the trust, the relationship building, people having your back is going to be an amazingly powerful tool for you when you move forward. Again, I have seen very, very successful leaders lay out a very well-defined tactical plan to move the needle to be able to get an organization back on track. And then they wonder at times of challenge, or maybe when things change, what worked for them in the past no longer works now. And I have found over and over again, when we don't take the time to understand the compass points of the past culture, and the pride and the intellectual property of the people, they have to go backwards and start over again. So very, very, very important. Now, Let's just go back a little bit. When I started out talking about the CEO's compass, the top of the compass, you know, the west, the northwest, the true north, the northeast, and the east, the top part of the compass is very strategic. When I talk about peace of mind, your true north, and what you're trying to get to, and then at northwest, we talk about purpose and aligning your people on that. And in Northeast, we talk about performance and not in the traditional sense, but aligning that purpose with everybody in the organization and making sure that everybody has the understanding and capability to align with it. And then we talk about past and pride. These are all very critical, strategic steps that leaders often miss because they go right to the project plan and the task at hand. And so marrying all these strategic compass points together, I find will 
maybe slow you down in the beginning as you are a new leader in the organization, but it is the best way to speed up when you need to bring everybody together to execute on a tactical plan very quickly. And so I've learned a couple tools along the way. I'm going to share just a few of them with you. If this is new to you, again, they're very simple tools. You find them in textbooks, but try them out if you haven't. And the first thing that I would do is you look at the talent on your team and you perform a SWOT assessment. S for strengths, W for weaknesses, O for opportunities, and T for threats. And I will tell you one time I went into an organization to help strategically develop their operational plan for the next two years. I found one particular person had some intellectual property and knowledge and they were getting ready to retire. It immediately highlighted to me as a threat to the organization. And unless you understand those threats in your organization and close those gaps very quickly, you may find that your intellectual property leaves and the business is at risk. So think about a SWOT analysis on the individuals. And then what you want to do is take that SWOT analysis, look at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats on the team and marry it together with everybody on your team. And certainly you want to look for synergies of people that have strengths and weaknesses to be able to maybe pair those two together and elevate capability. You get a full, I don't know, picture of all the talent on your organization. And as a team, you can see where you can build further strength, where you have a lot of strengths, fill gaps where there are threats, and you just build an amazing team performance improvement plan. Now, there are many, many other things that I have in my book, so I do hope that you think about putting the CEO's compass on your wish list. But it's one of those things that pride can be an amazing tool for you. So let's switch gears one more time that I think is really important. Now, I had one particular, I don't know what could have been a crisis on my last job where we had recently, again, integrated a business unit and maintaining a relationship with a very high profile customer that was new to us. And as time passed, we were starting to get some complaints and we realized that the documentation that we sent to this customer was not what they expected. It was no longer representative of what they had received in the past. And it was getting very, very very dicey. But I had taken the time to understand the intellectual property of one of my newly acquired employees with this integration. And they had a real deep knowledge of the customer's expectations and what they wanted in the documentation. And they had also learned what our current systems were capable of doing. And it was marrying that intellectual property of that person that I took the time to get to know, along with my process improvement person that truly understood critical thinking. I had moved them out of a transactional role into this problem-solving role. The two people and their intellectual property was able to find what the root cause of this problem was and be able to tactically get us back on track as well as I don't know, manage the relationship with this customer to let them understand we have your back. The relationship and trust that you had in the past with this particular individual that came on my team, we will bring that back into the future as we solve the problem and get you back on track. That was a rough time for me, but you know, I'm sure as leaders, we all have these crises when we try to get ourselves back on track. Think about 
pride, the intellectual property of your people. Think about the past that I talked about in chapter five. This is all very emotional, but you know what? Strategic planning for your organization is also an emotional process. It's not all tactical. So if you are a smart business leader and you are new in an organization, the CEO's compass to getting you back on track is critical to assess the entire organization and try to move the needle towards peace of mind, our true north, on the CEO's compass. So I want to thank you for joining me on this journey of Chapter 6 on the CEO's compass where we talk about pride. I hope it was helpful. I hope that it helped you to think a little bit differently. Maybe you've missed a step, or maybe it simply validates the good work that you're doing. I also welcome you to continue to join me on this journey. In the coming months, we will talk about chapters 7 through 12 as we get close to the book launch of the CEO's Compass later in 2021. I also want to thank you for being a loyal listener to the Drop-In CEO podcast, and I sincerely hope that if this program really resonates with you, brings you value, please share it with others and join us on the journey of the Drop-In CEO, and hopefully you'll also join us on the CEO's compass, getting you back on track to help you in your business as a leader. And I wish you continued success and thank you so much for being with us on this journey. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO podcast. I hope you are inspired by our conversation and can apply what you heard to your business or career goals. For more information about our consulting or coaching services, please visit my website at dropinceo.com or visit our Drop-In CEO Facebook group to continue the conversation. Now go out, lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.